that was Michael Bolton with Beautiful World. A good song to ride an e-bike to. Journalist Belinda Jackson, who's reported for us from a range of interesting and exotic locations over the past year, recently decided to take a short break up in Victoria's high country, where she hired an e-bike to ride along one of the region's bike trails along disused railway lines. It would be an ideal trip to take if you have a day spare and enjoy the autumn colours that are magnificent around Beechworth and Bright. Take more than a day, I'd say. Belinda gives Graham Kemlow a how-to with great trips on the best way to travel, where to stop along the way and what you can expect from food, wine and even where to shop for home furnishings. Hi, Belinda. Hi, Graham. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, well, it's always good. And um, <laughs> you've got the interesting things you're doing. Now, I understand that you um, headed to, to Beechworth, which is a beautiful town um, up in the northeast of Victoria. Is it in the high country? Is that how they refer to it? It is. It's definitely. It's one of the heartlands of high country Victoria. Right. Yeah. So we yeah. don't have massive Everest-type Alps here in Victoria. I think we go to about 6,500 feet or something. In the old in the old language, but it is still uh, fresh air, cool. Did you go for the colour, the autumn colour? Uh, well, you know the the um, the secret about travel writers is that we always travel in the opposite season to the one that we're writing on, so that we fit our publication deadlines. But I've um, this is not my first rodeo in the high country, so I have seen the beautiful, beautiful autumn display that happens up in this part of the world. I mean, no, our, our mountains aren't high. I mean, they're much older. You know, it's a very ancient landscape. So, but you know, we've still got. That step up, you know, we've got that altitude that gives us a beautiful autumnal colour. It's temperate, so the snow isn't as uh, heavy, which makes it easy to get around, fortunately. Now, you actually went off on two wheels. I did this time, and, uh, yeah, the snow line doesn't really tip to this point. Uh, This time I was following one of the old rail trails, one of the old railway trails, which has been converted into a cycling path, which is a, a... something that we've seen right across Victoria and it's and I think it's become really a signature of the state is that you're following these rail trails by bike and the great thing about them is that that means you've got ready-made paths that are not mostly not too challenging so I I rode from Beechworth to Bright and there's a reason why I didn't ride from Bright to Beechworth and that is the first part of this of this route is pretty much 16 kilometers coasting downhill through absolutely magnificent Australian forests. That's that's my first trick. If anybody is thinking about cycling this route and they are not Tour de France material, then I would definitely go for the beach worth to bright and not in reverse. But the kicker on this is, Graham, that uh, this time I, I have, I've uh, been a road biker for a long time, not so much at the moment. I did not do all of that during COVID. But this time I was on an e-bike, which was a new experience for me, and especially doing long distance. I mean, this is, you know, the total distance is about 68 kilometres between the two. So it was my first time and it was really putting the bike through its paces. It was a 
uh, it was quite an experience. Have you, have you ever ridden an e-bike? No, I haven't. It's something I have put on my list of things to do. I, you say you're putting the bike through its paces. Was the bike putting you through its paces? Though? Uh, sometimes. What I learned about e-bikes is that they help you it with altitude so when you're going up a hill it's kind of like you feel that the, on the bike that I was on feels like somebody's just sort of sitting behind you and giving you a little push from behind it just sort of propels you forward what I did learn also is that it does not help you in crosswinds so we had quite a strong headwind at one point and because we did it all in one day started um, you know got up at seven uh, had breakfast down on the main street of Beechworth which if you have not been there has uh, gorgeous uh, colonial era architecture all along the main street which is yeah all these old what were sort of crumbling um, shops have now been converted into gorgeous cafes serving beautiful local produce where you can get a little glass of sparkling wine if you want to kick yourself off that in in that way but we fueled ourselves off on some very, very good coffee, and then took off from there. So it was a lovely start to the morning. I can recommend the cafe, which is Project 49, which was open early. So breakfast there at 8 o'clock. Yep. Pick your bike up at 9 because for some reason bike shops in the country do not start open until nine o'clock in the morning if you want if you wanted to start earlier and most cyclists do to beat the heat of the day then i would recommend picking up your bike the night before but then you know we toddled off at uh, quarter to ten very you know we're talking gentlemen's hours here and uh, we were in bright for aperol spritzes at about uh, 5 30 that the oh, end of the day <laughs> and had you ridden pretty consistently or stopped for lunch somewhere Stopped for lunch. Well, the great thing about the rail trails is that, and this one in particular, is that it's uh, marked with all of the old railway stations, and so you can get little little bites of history as you cruise along, and you and and they're your markers as you ride between the two. So we did pack a little morning tea, and then we stopped. Um, so we stopped in Everton, which was one of the main junctions. Little in- village there, isn't there, Everton? There is, and I'll tell you what's there as well, and that is the Everton General Store, which has a big sign out the front saying that it's got the best milkshakes in Victoria. And so I had to go, uh, listener, I had to go in and test them for you. I had a vanilla milkshake, so much ice cream, it was almost rigid. But we we actually got a really beautiful day. It was 26 degrees. You know, you're doing a bit of work. Perfect. And I've got to say, sensational. And the burgers have a reputation around that area. I know there's been a campaign to bring back the Aussie burger, you know, the whole thing with the pineapple and the and the beetroot, beetroot maybe yeah. or maybe slap egg and bacon on there if you're doing the lot and um i kept hearing the whole way through that the the Everton general store is famous for its burgers i didn't try them out at this time because it was a little bit heavy for me but but everybody i spoke to and that was people like ambulance workers shift workers people who are driving through regularly all grab a burger there so that was a first an essential first stop for morning tea and that's only 16 kilometers you just skim downhill so you don't really feel that you're on any different on a bike and we were doing about 33 to 36 kilometers an hour at that point all very gorgeous very easy 16k journey if you were to continue that sort of produce pedal to produce theme which is which is a going theme in the high country you would cycle the next 18 kilometers to Gapstead winery and Gapstead is really interesting because it's been a family-owned winery and it's now doing some really really interesting um, varietals it's experimenting with um, 
I mean, you know, a lot of the Italian varietals that we know like Tempranillo, but then it also has a really quite an amazing couple of styles such as Georgian wines. Uh, Saparavi is a grape that I'd only tasted in Georgia, and we're talking about the um, former Soviet Union. The uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, outside Tbilisi. So Saparavi is a, is a deep red grape that that makes a really luscious uh not too heavy wine so it and it's and it's sensational so i would stop into gapstead do a little wine tasting you know you can take a, a platter there and um there's a lot of change happening in the in the winery it's just opening up and really expanding and, and that's a great one because a lot of these wineries are not well known so Although you do have to keep your alcohol limits the same on a bike as you do on a, in a car, which I didn't. Are you actually on the road? Is, the, is this pathway considered a public road? Uh, that's a really good question. There are components of it, such as Myrtleford, where you are riding on the public road. Um, but then for the most part, rail trails, and this is their beauty, is that, that you are not sharing the road, that you, that you are, you know, everybody else that you share with are other cyclists, maybe a couple of runners and things like that. So There's you. No doubles, uh, pushing you off with the wind. No, no, no. Although that does happen in that in that short section in Middleford where you go through, but for the most part of it, you know, you've got the run of the you've you've got the run of the trail to yourself, and it's not that broad. It's just enough to fit two bikes, and occasionally you do have to stay on single file. So, so yeah, you can spit the wine at Gapstead. So, and that's what we did, and then and then it's only um, from Gapstead, it's only seven and a half kilometres to Middleford, where you can stop in for another coffee. There's uh, a couple of really amazing interiors shops um <laughs> yeah, so uh, you need a new lounge suite on your bike ah uh, no there's a place called red ramia which is uh, i met the owners and they they bring in beautiful ceramics uh clothes and, and yes you know whole sofas from india from morocco you know it was like walking into uh, an arabian night palace you know it was Oh, it's just beautiful. You've got to do it. I'm going to drive back up there. Just I think I suspect that a lot of Victorians, uh, Melburnians, drive up there just just to shop and to organise their their goods to bring them down. And then, yeah, then probably the longest leg was uh, from Middleford up to Feathertop Winery, which is 21 k's, and that's where we had hit some headwinds and crosswinds at this point. So there was a bit of a push as you're riding past the the um, the tobacco kilns and and fields planted with tobaccos. You know, it's you've got you've got Mount Buffalo up ahead, so you've always got that continuity of the range sitting to your right hand side it's it, graham it is spectacular big blue skies mountains on either side a little bit of great homewares shopping a winery to look forward to i i could not think of anything better this was had been this route had been on my bucket list for a really long time so so yeah. you did it in the day yes yes what happens then do you dump the bike and get on the well, did you have two cars? How did you what, – what are the logistics you had to have pre-organised? Uh, well, you know, this is uh, – cycling is becoming a really big part of this uh, of this part of the world. So so it is a standard. The, the companies, uh, the bike hire companies there do do drop off and pick up. So you can return your bike. You know, you can bring it back the next day. Or what, what happened in our case was that they actually picked it up. So right. um, uh, that, so that takes the – and Bright, did you – Yes, yes, we left one at Bright and uh, we had one at Beechworth as well. Yeah. Do you need anything special? Like, do you need insurance? I guess you wear a helmet. What are the things that you might 
uh, our listeners might need to understand about the deal. I brought my own helmet with me, um, and I also brought my cycling nicks as well. So if you know what the no, I wasn't. Men I would be a middle middle aged men in lycra. So no, I wasn't. A, I wasn't a mammal. Um, but yeah, I also would. Uh, I also would keep a long sleeve shirt on as well because the sun does get pretty ferocious at that point. So. Um, I just had the the bikes that we hired had it was actually an insulated pack on the front of them uh, on the handlebars and that's why I threw my sunscreen in and lip, lip balm and your sunnies and uh, had extra water there. You know, there's some really great. You could just cycle between distillers and brewers and winemakers and not even bat an eyelid. The problem is, as I mentioned earlier, your alcohol limit when you are yeah, on the boat. I guess, did you feel like you might have had half a glass too much at any? <laughs> I know because I'm a consummate professional, damn it. So, yeah. What? Have the training wheels attached to <laughs> No, I didn't. No. And this is an, but, but I've got to say, this is, you could easily fall down that very slippery slope. Years ago, I cycled through the Kunawara region and there was no consideration for that sort of thing. So, um, I, I do not recommend doing that. I, I you know, how could I advocate, um, drinking and riding? So, yes, no, make ample. Make ample use of the spittoon. That is my that is my recommendation. And drinking and walking, <laughs> you could do that. But also, you know, if you do try these really interesting wines, and at Feathertop, oh, they had a sublime, uh, sort of a low frizz sparkling as well. It low frizz sparkling too, which was just sensational. By about two o'clock, when you're thinking, oh, I'm so hot and bothered, you just collapse there another platter of delicious uh, local cheeses. You called that, was it? Oh, actually, that became lunch, and then um, and then from there, it's only ten kilometres to Bright. So at late lunch, it's only half an hour's cycling to to Bright from Feathertop. Yeah, what's the investment required? So with electric bikes, with e bikes, they cost eighty five dollars a day uh, to hire, and that gives you the helmet. It also gives you a lock and a little repair kit, a dr- and there's a drink bottle holder there, and a carrier. You know that you can put an Oki strap around the back. But honestly, you wouldn't need panniers or anything like that unless you were seriously going to be doing your own picnic. The thing to note about e-bikes is my bike was about 30 kilos. It is quite heavy. So it's not something that I don't think that young children could hire. I mean, all of these, all of the the bike hire groups do um, hire children's bikes and they start from $25 a day. But my advice is to check the bikes before you hire. Don't go in that morning. Go in the day before. Make sure you're all fitted up so you're not wasting an hour in a bike shop trying to work out which bike suits you and your kids as well with regard to height. But I would also have a look. A lot of them, and this is the case in Beechworth and also in Bright where I've hired bikes before, it's often worth upgrading to uh, the next one up. So while you while you hire just a regular hybrid, it might be that you are better on a mountain bike that's slightly better quality. And if you're riding for a whole day, that translates to how your legs feel the next day. What about your saddle soreness? That's always a potential worry. Nicks, my friend, nicks. Okay. Don't be shy about the nicks. And so if you don't know what nicks are, um, they are, there are those, like your lycra trousers that have got padding on the bottom. So if you don't like wandering around in, in straight lycra, you can always hitch a pair of like shorts over the top of them. No, I don't know about you, but my nicks are quite discreet. I still look quite ladylike in them. So, but that. Shopping on blokes, I reckon. <laughs> 
They do look shocking on blokes. And that's why a lot of blokes wear, you know, like um, short shorts over the top of them. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I just had a, you know, just pop a regular long sleeve. You don't have to put the cycling jersey on. And in fact, you know, we were lapped by a couple of blokes that looked like they were in their very late 70s. And um, look, they they could justify wearing all the lycra because they were sensational like fabulous cyclists you could just tell you know they'd, they'd been doing this for years yeah if you're pottering around on an e-bike whack the nicks on but you know you don't have to look like you're doing the tour down under you know you just it's quite genteel you know it's quite genteel listen i mean listen look you, you've got a bike that's helping you ride you, you're popping between wineries and 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 cafes and shops it's not a hardship you know so pack the lippy you know and the sunscreen and it's an absolutely fabulous day to spend in victoria's high country I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you want to see a little more about it, you can go to my Instagram, which is uh, global underscore salsa, and you can spot some of my bike pics in there and also some of those gorgeous places that I've mentioned. And and can I just also say, I bookended this day with two spectacular hotels in the high country. In Beechworth, I stayed at the Benev, which is which is B-E-N-E-V. Um, Benev all the time, is it? It was. It was. It was uh, an old... Yeah, it was an old asylum, and and by asylum I mean health. You know, it was a rehabilitation for soldiers in World War One. Beautiful, beautiful building. It's only got four suites in it, and it has a sensational spa that I've been dying to try for in in the couple of years since it opened. And at the other end, I stayed at Velo Bright. Velo is in. You know, it's a it's a cycling theme. Yeah, it's a cycling themed hotel, and I don't mean that it's got you know it's OTT and that it's got bikes hanging everywhere. It's much more chic than that. And this is the old Empire Hotel on the main street in Bright, and that was a very fitting end to to the day. You know, you roll up, and it's just got these beautiful vintage Italian vintage posters everywhere, and and just a, a you know a subtle cycling theme, but. Sensational food in Empire Dining, which is its main dining area, and the rooms uh, looking out onto Bright Main Street, which is uh, a, a welcome and beautiful end to a gorgeous day. Fabulous. I'm sort of tempted. I, I was thinking about buying an e-bike, but maybe this is a good way to try one out. Yeah, because, yes, not well, not all e-bikes are the same. And two of us were actually on two different models of bike, and they really had very different – they had different weights. They had different assist capacities. Um, mine seemed to chug me along a little better than than um, my cycling companions. So you've got to think of that too. If you're cycling together – Get the same model because in the, your bikes have got the same capability. I mean, they are still they're still in tra- the technology is still in transition. So, um, if you get a, a you know a bike that's even a couple of years older, you will find that it has much different abilities to uh, a newer bike. That is actually that's my hot tip from this one is is right. stay on the same bike as your partner. Wear cycling nicks. Okay. And it's not going to run out of battery on a day long trip like that. No, no, it has absolute capacity for that. And in fact, what you're watching on, like the gears system on a regular bike, you'll see that, you know, it gives you your speed, but also it'll give you the amount of battery that's still left. So if you used a high level of assistance from, from the beginning, it'll count down how many kilometers it's got left in tank. So at the beginning, I wasn't using it because I was like, no, I need to save it. And by the end, I'm like, oh, ramp it up to number three. I've got to get myself to bright. So, so you can monitor that. And for that reason, you won't run out. Beautiful. Well, Linda, another fabulous uh, trip. You took you took us all with you, and uh, I appreciate that. And uh, 
we'll have a lovely photograph of uh, this area, maybe the bike, maybe Belinda or, uh, or her companion, and uh, you'll find that on uh, soundcloud.com forward slash Travel Riders Radio. Thanks, Graham. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. That was Belinda Jackson with Graham Kemlow. For more information, see Belinda on Instagram at global underscore salsa or check www.bikehighcountry, or one word, dot com dot au. This is the Travel Rider Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.